So, how does it feel when you play Roll Up to Win with Tim Hortons? Buy a hot or cold beverage using the Tim's app and find out. Roll in the app for a chance to win prizes ranging from free coffee and donuts to a Universal Orlando resort vacation or a sweet car. Oh, don't forget the TV. And this year, every roll is a shot at a $1,000 daily giveaway drawing for two $500 prizes. Roll up to win and get treated by Tim's. No purchase necessary. Account registration required. 50 U.S. and D.C. 18 plus entered by 4223. See rules at rolluptowin.com for free entry of full details. Void in Florida and where prohibited. Hello, welcome to Let's Talk About It with Taylor Nolan. I am your host and today have a very good friend on the pod. Very excited <laughs> to have her. Um, also my first episode recording with FaceTime. So this will be interesting. Uh, but you guys recognize her from my season um, of The Bachelor. So welcome Vanessa to the show. Hi, my love. You know what? We've been planning to do a podcast together for a while. But we haven't had the same schedule, so I'm glad this lined up, especially around what's been going on in your life and in my life and Mm -hmm. things that we could relate to. So I'm glad that we're doing this. And I really, we were talking about this the other day. It's all about timing and it didn't work out the other time. So it worked out for us to talk about all this stuff today. (laughs) All the good, all the good. Yep. Today we're going to discuss breakups and public breakups and all that really fun stuff. Um, so yeah, timing, timing is so important. Timing can be a total bitch sometimes. Uh, but oh, are you allowed saying bitch on this? I do. Oh, okay. I mean, (laughs) we get on my podcast, we get bleeped out if we do. So this is exciting. (laughs) Oh, I mean, for me, you know, it's like, we're going to be talking about all the things and we're going to allow ourselves to feel all the things. So, you know, if, if that's how we're feeling, if we're feeling like timing's a bitch, then it's a bitch. And sometimes you just got to be real with it like that. So that's how we we roll on. Let's talk about it. (laughs) Well, let's talk about that. Let's talk about timing, Taylor. Yeah, timing is a really hard thing. And like you, I don't think you haven't met Kit yet, um, my co-host, but I'm sad he couldn't be on this episode. He's in LA right now. But uh, one thing we talk about all the time is like flowing with life and just like mm-hmm. letting things flow. and Happen naturally mm-hmm. and organic. I have a hard time. And I, I, I mean, I admit that I have a hard time allowing things to happen the way that they should just because... Yeah. I guess I'm like set in my ways and I, you know, you have certain expectations of things and you are like, everyone has their own personality. And I've throughout the years, I've learned to try to let go of things in order for things to happen organically. And I feel like I'm getting a lot better at that. And it also helps when you are aware of the things that you want to change um, and yeah. have a positive change in your life. And that's one of the things that I've been trying to work on. Just like, all right, let's go with the flow of things, you know? Like, mm-hmm. don't ask too many questions, Vanessa. Just, just do it. <laughs> well, just I think, do it. I think one of the things that we often search for, uh, specifically in dating, is answers and commitment and really concrete things to help us feel safe with being vulnerable. And when timing is so uncertain and we want things to be the way that we want them to be, we don't actually allow them to flow naturally. And that causes a lot of anxiety and, and that can be really difficult to, to sit with and it's uncomfortable. And I know I've definitely like seen that in you with trying to just like relax and let things flow how they're gonna and not oh, try to like yes. push things to be a certain <laughs> way. And I mean, I think that's partially why like we get along so well and, and kind of clicks because I felt like I saw a lot of myself in you. And that's one thing, yeah. you know, too, that I struggle with of like, you know, just letting things be. And, and I think, you know, one thing I've reflected on a lot uh, over the last year is like my only child syndrome and how like I've always mm-hmm. had things done the way that I want them done. And, you mm-hmm. know, my way is the right way. Like why would it not be? <laughs> and really challenging a lot of those thoughts. And I think going along with like timing is like, yeah, sometimes you don't have control of that. And yeah, I don't know for you, but for me going on the show itself was like a practice and letting go of control. That's Oh, Absolutely. I Mm -hmm. mean, you're basically letting go of, first of all, you're letting go of all the emotional support and your social support system in the the hands of basically producers. You're giving away your phone. You have no TV. You don't have anything to communicate Mm -hmm. with the outside world. And during our season, the elections were going on and we didn't know what was going on. And so, yeah, it's, it was interesting to see and be able, I guess, when it comes to um, letting go of the idea of 
how you want certain things to be. It comes down to trust you, to trust that things will happen the way that they not, it's not like saying like, oh, let me just like go with the flow and see where things go. No, it's, <laughs> it's trusting the idea that yeah. it will get to that place mm-hmm. when it should. Yeah, I think it's it's like having faith in the process of things. And like for me, I'm a very like spiritual person. I think everything's connected. And so to me, it's like, yeah, things will happen. And and you have to have faith in that process that like I always believe where we are is exactly where we're supposed to be at this time. Mm -hmm. Even if it sucks and even if we're like, I don't want to be here. This doesn't feel right. Yeah. That like, nope, this is where you're at right now. And then tomorrow you'll, you'll be in a different place. Speaking of breakups... And I'm going to connect us back to breakups. I, I remember when I got uh, selected to be on the show. And I thought, oh, you know, I, anyway, so I got selected to be on the show. And I remember looking back and thinking, I am so thankful for every breakup, every person mm-hmm. that ripped my heart open, every, you know, every experience that I went through has shaped me to become the person I am to get today in order to be in the place that I am today. Yeah. And I was so thankful for all that. But when you're going through that breakup, yeah, you it does feel not like, feel like that. <laughs> it doesn't. It feels like the world is over. The universe is against you. You're never going to find that love again. Um, nothing ever makes sense. And it's just, it's such, it can be such a dark and scary place. Yeah. And I remember where, you can't see me, guys, people who are listening to the podcast, but Tay, I'm showing you where I'm sitting right now. After my first biggest heartbreak with the love of my life, I sat on these steps for just hours contemplating like, wow, why, why? You go through those emotions, right? Mm-hmm. Like you start blaming him and then you start blaming yourself and then you yeah. start like trying to get them back. And and I remember just thinking like, I can't wait to wake up and not feel this pain anymore. Mm-hmm. And that day does come. And that's what I want to tell listeners who are maybe going through a breakup or have gone through a breakup. It, that day does come. And I always tell myself, like, I am the queen of getting my heart broken. Everyone thinks like, <laughs> oh my God, there's a lineup of guys waiting for you. Uh, not... <laughs> I mean, yes, not but really how it works time. after the show either. <laughs> yeah, no. And it's like, yeah, I, I, I really put myself out there when I'm dating someone. And, um, so I go in with all my heart. And, uh, so when my heart breaks, it just, it shatters into pieces. And I, and I keep telling myself like, Vanessa, you've gone through these heartbreaks, you know what the process is like. And everyone is different. We mm-hmm. all have a different way of dealing with breakups and, and the healing process of things. And, I think and that- there's no right or wrong way. Yeah. And I think that that is one of the hardest parts though. You know, there is no right or wrong way, but there is definitely like, I don't know if you've heard of uh, unconscious uncoupling. Yes. Yeah. So that is- I think you were telling me about this. Yeah. So that's basically like my model of how I like to go through my breakups. I like to do it with love, with appreciation, with- you know, really just the sense of gratitude for what the relationship was and the things that it has taught both of us, but also leaving it with respect that like, this isn't the place for us. You're still someone that, you know, I hold very dear to my heart and that I'll always think of in a fond way because, you know, I had these experiences with you and I felt this love with you. Um, And knowing, you know, that we'll always be there to support each other no matter what. And that's always my hope for breakups. And that's always kind of the way I like to go about, you know, I'm good friends with several of my Mm -hmm. exes. I've heard from several of them this week, just lending their support, you know, for uh, dealing with my breakup now with Derek. And, um, you know, it's, it is hard when, when both parties aren't in that same place to, uh, consciously uncouple in a, in a yes. loving way. And and I know that for a few listeners who have wrote in and, and DM'd me as well and, and asking kind of these questions of like, how do you deal with breakups and how do you deal with the heartbreak? And I think it does go back to a lot of that control of like giving each other the space to process it, how you're both going to process it. Mm-hmm. But I think it's hard. I mean, it's I think it's easier when you're the person that's breaking up with the other person as opposed to getting broken up with, right? Absolutely. Naturally, when someone is breaking up with you, then that person has had time to process. Mm-hmm. Okay, do I want to be with this person? Do I not? They've calculated all the steps, all the emotions, all that, and they have gone. They've gone through it while yeah. being with you. So it's not like they're mm-hmm. they're they're pulling away, but they're pulling away with you know, love and admiration usually for that person because they're making that ultimate decision. But when it's the other way around, it's, I mean, I've been in the, I've been on the other side. Mm -hmm. It's, it is not fun. Yeah. And I think too, even when it's mutual, sometimes, sometimes it's still, 
is difficult to get to that place because there are so yeah. many like waves of emotion and, and I mean, mm-hmm. breakups happen in all kinds of ways. Sometimes one person mm-hmm. tries to break up with the other person, but then you stay mm-hmm. in the relationship and then it switches. And then, you know, it's just kind of this roller coaster back and forth. And I think that the process comes in so many waves and like you just, you really have to practice being kind to yourself throughout it. Cause like you said, um, I don't know if you can see Vanessa, but Lily is yeah. up in my lap now. <laughs> Well, I'm in like a bra and I'm like not even properly dressed for this, but good thing it's not on camera. <laughs> no, but I, I kind of wish it was because I wish people could, like, could see Lily all the time. And She's that's made... right. Having a, a pet is very therapeutic. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. She's my and girlfriend. And they're your babies. <laughs> well, Lily's your baby. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They yeah. are. Um, self-care and breakups. That's something we should discuss. <laughs> Self-care and breakups. Okay. Let's, what are your thoughts so, on that? What's your self-care through breakups? Uh, my self-care, my version of dealing with a breakup um, I mean, I'm is sure it's different in each feeling, situation. Yeah, it's different. I mean, I'm just trying to think of like, let's say my last breakup. It was obviously very different. It was in the public eye. But I, you know, a one whole thing other I'm, thing we'll get it's to. It's a whole other thing. But I have to say, Nick and I gave each other the respect that we both deserved after the breakup. And that's one thing that, of course, things happen in relationships that aren't necessarily put out there in the public. And it's important to have that mutual respect for one another to keep it private, you know? And, and of course, like we're all dealing with our, our things that we, you know, they say there's a truth. There's his side and her side. So there's always three sides to a story. So of course, like you're obviously going into a breakup thinking like, oh my God, why, 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 why? And trying to figure things out. And the other person is trying to figure their end out too. But at the end of the day, for me, it's just really feeling out my emotions. And I'm a, I'm an emotional person. I'm a very empathetic person. So I don't like to shy away from what I'm feeling. If I'm sad, mm-hmm. I will cry it yeah. out. Feel the feelings. Yeah. You always, yeah. Yeah, feel the feelings. Tana and and I hate it. the like, you know, oh, don't cry. Like you're gonna you, don't give that to him. Like don't give that to her. Like no, you're human. No. That's okay. That you got a lot to process. It's overwhelming. You miss the person. You know, you wish things could have been different. Like feel it through. Like give yourself. Like typically throughout my breakups, I mean, they're all different. But you know, like you said, I try to give myself the space to like feel that. Like I'll sit in my room and I'll just bawl my eyes out, and then. Mm-hmm then I'll gather myself. Yeah. Like, okay. Time to, time to move on for the day. Yeah. And, and sometimes there are days where it's like, nope, nothing's getting done. Nothing's yeah. getting done. And that's fine. And that's mm-hmm. okay. And that's okay. But I remember going through my breakup and thinking like, oh my God, this is the, I, I, would, I was getting panic attacks. And even just as like when we, it was just, it was a really hard thing. Cause when I let go, I let go like with all of me. Yeah. And, See, um, and I struggle with that. I like, I don't let, go all the way. <laughs> yeah. Cause I, I, like I want that like way. conscious uncoupling of like, you know, no, we still have a positive. Well, I mean, I, but you know, I'm not saying I let go and like in a negative way, I just let go and I need my space. Mm-hmm. Looking back, I like, I've had dinner with like three of my exes, like in the past two weeks, just cause mm-hmm. we're all still friends and we still yeah. respect each other. And I still, I support them and they're doing so many great things in their lives. And of course, like it takes a while to get to that place. It's not like I'm friends, you know, directly off yeah. the bat. And in the midst of up. the breakup, it's not going to feel like that's always possible. No, no, no. But I, I do like getting to that point where, you know, if I see someone I dated in the streets, like, oh, yeah, I want to run up to them and hug them and say like, like, how are you? How are you doing? After a week of breaking up, no, I don't want to see you in the streets. I want my space. <laughs> don't want to see you in the streets. So, don't want to see you in the seat, in the sheets. No, <laughs> definitely not in the sheets. Definitely not. And that's one thing. I've never gone back to an ex and like mm-hmm. slept with them after a breakup. Yeah, actually, neither have I. Even no. my one ex from undergrad, um, we dated for like three-ish years, uh, lived together. And even after I moved back to Seattle and had some classes still that I was taking, we were in the same program together. Um, that, so flew back to Baltimore to take a course and to take an exam another time too. And 
I stayed with him in his place and we slept in the same bed and nothing, nothing even remotely romantic mm-hmm. or physical even happened. Mm-hmm. But it was just like, oh, like, okay, he has the cereals I like, you know, he's got the soap yeah. I like, he knows that. And like, we're just good friends. And like, I think that's a really hard concept for people to wrap their heads around sometimes. But, you know, when you can really like let go of that part of the relationship and say, okay, we're closing a chapter on this part because this part did not serve us well. However, I still see your value. I still have love for you. You know, I still respect you and I enjoy Mm -hmm. your company, you know, and that's why I think we're able to to get to that point. And, you know, at the beginning with him, that breakup was a bit messy and there was probably like about a month or two where we just like did not speak at all. But then- And that's fine. And that's what you needed. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, a few months later, it's like, yeah, I can just go stay at his place and it's not, not even remotely awkward. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's important to get, it also depends. Everyone is different. Some people want to remain friends off the bat. Some people need years. Some people just Mm -hmm. don't, they want to block them from their lives, literally and figuratively off of Instagram, off of Facebook and all that stuff. And I'm not, I'm not saying I'm against that. I'm, I'm someone. And I think I spoke, (laughs) I, I spoke about this on my podcast too. I'm like, I have no shame. If someone breaks up with me or hurts me, um, I, you know, we have, humans have a tendency to sometimes um, get into a repetitive negative behavior and -hmm. pattern where you can like scroll up and start reading messages from the person that you dated. And for me, I want to be, I want to be able to avoid that. So Mm -hmm. I will delete the entire thread of conversation. I will um, unfollow them on Facebook or Instagram. I won't block anyone, but I don't want to allow myself to to like dwell in that and mm-hmm. soak in my, my pain and my misery and all that yeah. for too long, yeah. you know? So that's like my, if anyone is listening to this and they want to know like, okay, what's a good, a, pr- a good first step to letting go for me, that always helps. And my friends yeah. always make fun of me. They're like, Oh my God, Vanessa, did, did, you, get, did you delete his number? And I'm like, yep. See for me, you know, that's, that's the like, first step. I I've never done that for me. That like, that would be so like disconnecting for me. Like I still, I like to still feel connected to that person in some shape or form. And one thing, like you said, you know, scrolling up and like looking at the old messages and all of that, like, I mean, I, I, I will do that and I will look back at positive times. And to me, that's part of like the conscious uncoupling of acknowledging the positives in the relationship, which mm-hmm. is a really hard place to be in when you know that you're separating yeah. from it. And maybe that's like, you know, just really sulking in it. I don't, I don't know that there could be layers to it, but I know for me in my process, it feels just really like negative and hurtful to only focus on the negative in the relationship as you're parting mm-hmm. from it. And so I will look back at those positive times and be like, you know, yeah, I really do have a lot of love for you. And, and you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm sad that it couldn't work out. I'm sad that we weren't yeah. able to move things in a, in a more positive direction with each other. However, potentially down the road, maybe one day things could be different, but regardless, I would love to still have you be someone positive in my life. Yeah. But I'm not, I don't, I hope it didn't come off that I'm just thinking of the negative things in a a breakup. Yeah. I just, um, and of course, like, you know, I went out for dinner last week with a, with an ex and I was like, sad that I couldn't go back to the messages. Yeah. But like, that was my that was my process because like remember when we did this and I'm like oh my god no I deleted everything but it was just so sweet like and I yeah. and I have and I'm very thankful I have really good relationships with people I dated and they're just mm-hmm. like really and it got of course it got to that point after a while in the yeah. midst of it it's like in the midst there's of it, like, I think um, you need some of that like the boundaries boundaries yeah, boundaries, boundaries yeah so another. Um, I guess tip for anyone listening. Um, I'm like rolling. I'm doing my foam roller right now. I'm cracking my back. I, I need to do one of those. Actually, it's so good. Oh, it's so good to like release the tension in your back. Uh, I just got a really really cute robe uh, from Mod Cloth. It's like cats, and it says meow all over it. So totally me. Um, but that's part of why I love Mod Cloth because it's such like a personal experience. There's literally something for everything on there. 
You can literally get everything from travel-inspired prints to breezy sundresses, plus denim, denim, and a lot more denim right now. They also have a such a large variety of sizes, like going all the way from like extra, extra small to like 4X. I always love looking at their site, looking at like their, they have uh, like home good type stuff and clothes and just all kinds of really, really cute things that I love shopping for. And who doesn't love like a good revamp of your wardrobe post breakup? Uh, you guys can get 15% off your porch purchase of $100 or more. Go to modcloth.com and enter Taylor at checkout for 15% off. But hurry because this offer expires on October 10th, 2018. To get 15% off your purchase of $100 or more, go to modcloth.com and enter code Taylor at checkout. But hurry, this offer expires on October 10th, 2018. Mm-hmm. Um. Another tip I would suggest is, well, Taylor, maybe you can help me with like the terminology. There's like five emotions that like, um, that we go through after with breakup. grief and loss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With grieving, with grief. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So one of them, um, can you highlight them for me or, uh, anger, uh, ugh. I know there's like anger, sadness, acceptance, and and they can come in like all different. And di- yeah, exactly. yeah. It's not just like a one, two, three, four, five. This is the process you go through. They can be all over the place. Um, acceptance, anger, sadness. Uh, and there's one where you like try to get them back or something like bargaining. bargaining. Yes, bargaining. Bargaining. Mm-hmm. So and there's bargaining, one more I can't remember. Yeah bargaining is a dangerous for me is mm-hmm. a dangerous spot to be in because they're like trying and I always say this whoever like friends that ask me like hey do you think I should send this text message out my first response is why are you sending it out if it's yeah. for a response no if you're trying to get a reaction out of him no mm-hmm. if you're trying to just like you know let something out and not have a reaction sure but um that's the one reason why for me it's like let me just like get the thread out, uh, delete the thread and just not have their number in my phone. Mm-hmm. So I don't, when I'm sad and I get to that point where I'm like, Oh my God, I really miss yeah. them. Like you don't I want to see the what they're doing. Yeah. The temptation of like trying to win them back, mm-hmm. you know? And it's uh, I mean, I've been there. I admit it. I'm like, yeah. Oh my God, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's like the hard part of loss is like not accepting that part yet. And mm-hmm. I know, I want to kind of get into a little bit about like the differences with our breakups being public and how that process has been different than our previous relationships. Um, Mm -hmm. And one thing for me, you know, we were split up before it went public, obviously. um, And there was a process that happened then, but then it's kind of like almost reliving this whole other process through the public and that that just kind of it's a whole other layer of a breakup that clearly I've never experienced before and um is really really difficult Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm a little too close Um, to it still to like really feel comfortable sharing about it but um that's why I love that I have you on here as a good friend as someone who's like already kind of been gone through it yeah Yeah. um on obviously on many layers, I could relate to having a public breakup and having to deal with, you know, just people making comments or like they're being just, yeah, the comments. It's like, we, yeah, it's, uh, and it's scary. Cause like I said, same thing, like breaking up with someone, you know, you go in that dark hole and you start reading messages and it's not a, it's not a fun place to be. So anyone listening that feels like, you know, let me write a comment. Hey, it's a free world. You guys are free to write whatever you Freedom want to write. Freedom of speech, however. Freedom of speech. <laughs> but I mean, it does. And listen, like even like after our season and stuff, I was like, I like watching like, you know, people on other seasons and people asking me to comment. I'm like, I don't feel comfortable commenting on yeah. it. Cause like, it's just, you know, mm-hmm. so yeah, like obviously the public breakup is not easy. And on my end, we went through, like we tried, Nick and I tried everything to make it work. Mm-hmm. Like till the last minute of our breakup, um, the last minute of our relationship until we decided like, look, like we love each other. It just, and I remember like we laughed once we were like writing our statement and sending it off to the media and we just like laughed and we were relieved that we made, we made a decision we were both comfortable with after having tried so hard mm-hmm. to make it work. Yeah. And that's what people don't see. They, they see like, you know, they don't see the struggles that people have in relationships. Guys, 
Uh, everyone has problems in relationships, mm-hmm. especially in the public eye. It's probably even worse. Like, and even the ones that you see on the show are not even the full the full gamut of the actual issues that happen. I mean, when they showed yeah. uh, our argument in Paradise, it was not even close to what was actually happening, mm-hmm. you know? And I think, like, even when people make comments, you know, I think it's easy... For you to think that you know the relationship, you know, and like I know I tried with this relationship to be as authentic as possible because I didn't want people to romanticize or idealize the relationship or or anything like that. Wanted to keep it, you know, as real as possible, but also respecting the boundaries and respecting our privacy. Um, But even with that, you know, there is such this layer of like either just hating the relationship altogether or of like it's the best thing ever and they're so perfect and all this stuff. And it's like, well, remember that, you know, you don't get to see what happens behind closed doors. Like even, at least for me, I I did go and read comments and I shouldn't have. Um, And and a lot of it was positive. A lot of it was like just people being very sad about the breakup. And Mm -hmm. um, even that, like it's, it's a supportive comment, but even in the midst of processing it all, that still is like hurtful to hear because it's like reliving that loss and it's like reliving like, again, not that it's not authentic what we put out there, but it's not everything. And so it's almost like you're grieving the loss of this image of the relationship of what like people think it is and what you would hope it would be, but that it's, and then it's like grieving the reality of the relationship and how there are parts of the reality in the Mm -hmm. image. And, but it's, it's like, it's a total mind fuck. And it like, it's a lot to process like the loss and different layers. I don't know if you experienced that, but that's kind of what um, I'm going Yeah. I think, I think for me, it was just grieving the lot. You know, I was, I was in love with him and it was for me, it was, uh, it was grieving the loss of something that I, really believed in mm-hmm. and having to accept that we were better off apart was heartbreaking and um heartbreaking also because like we were on good terms and yeah. it's like oh well we're on good terms why don't we just why don't we try work? again yep. yeah yeah you know <laughs> so um so i think that that was hard um mm-hmm. but yeah i mean any breakup especially like you know being in the public eye it's very different and i'm like you know when who i said that broke up and i was like what they broke up i can't believe like someone ended their marriage and i was like freaking out hmm. channing and jenna maybe yeah it was like a few people and i'm like you know what yeah they seem like the perfect couple but everyone has a story yeah yep. everyone has a story that they have the right to keep private mm-hmm. and um and but some people would say when you go on a reality TV show on national television, you don't get to not deal with that. And that you ask on for a certain it and, level. And that, I mean, ugh. yeah, I, I understand that argument, but to a certain point too, you know. And I remember yeah. getting off the show. You're like, um, or you got off when you got off of Paradise. You're like, I don't remember the sentence you said, but it just made so much sense and it resonated with me. Like living, we were living in like a not alternate, a fake world but like universe an, yeah, is an what alternate we universe to yeah yeah in, but this is our relationship in, in like this alternate yeah. universe and now we're trying to make our relationship in reality yeah yeah so our it's reality. hard it's it's hard because people who watch the show go from seeing like it being perfect and like all these cool dates and whatever whatever mm-hmm. to like okay and it's it's true like it should naturally flow like there should be no problems what do you mean but then it's like no there's months of like where, you know, it's not aired or you're, you know, mm-hmm. you're like hanging out and it's not being filmed or you don't know what's going on or the distance or there's just a bunch of things that could happen. Um, just like in regular relationships, yes. you know, there's always, there, there's love there. It's just, um, it's, uh, it's sad. Breakups are a bitch. Let's bring that word back. <laughs> Breakups are a bitch. Okay. Breakups are total bitches. Um, yeah. So one thing I always get comments about like on my Instagram are about my skin and like what I use for my skin. Um, One of the things that I've actually really enjoyed using lately is BioClarity. And one of the reasons I actually really like using them is because it's this like 
new, clean, green skincare, you know, and like, I feel like a lot of brands promote themselves like they're really clean, but then they actually don't have clean ingredients in them. So I was like, let me check this brand out. And they're actually a hundred percent vegan. They're cruelty free. And one of the ingredients that they use is, uh, it's called Flora Lux. It's actually made from chlorophyll. So literally plant derived. Since using it, I feel like my skin actually feels moisturized now. Like I've struggled with my skin feeling a little bit dry at times, you know, so like recovering from winter and using the Skin Smooth Moisturizer with BioClarity has like actually helped my skin just feel really soft and like almost like I have like a nice dewy glow to my skin. So to get this, I've been using the Essentials Routine, which is typically for dry or normal skin. And it's really only three steps. You cleanse, restore, and hydrate. It's hydrating, but like also lightweight. So it's really good for spring or summertime. It's helped reduce some of the redness like around my nose and reduce your pore size and even like actually even out your skin tone, which I also struggle with around like my nose area. BioClarity is delivered straight to you and is an easy to use three-step skincare routine that's 100% vegan plus gluten and cruelty-free. It doesn't get much better than that. You guys can get started on healthier habits with your skincare. Just go to bioclarity.com. My listeners will get their first month for 50% off a routine that you pick plus free shipping. And it comes with a 100% risk-free money-back guarantee, but you need to enter my code TAYLOR. That's bioclarity.com and enter my code TAYLOR. I'm curious for you how how you go forward then like, what what your process has been post breakup? I mean, it's been over a year now. No, it's going to be a year in August. A year in August. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, what my process was post breakup? Yeah, like what it's what it's kind of been this time around. I mean, you guys left it with like appreciation and on good yeah. terms and all of yeah. that, and like how yeah. you, I guess, emotionally wrap your head around all of that and like go forward. Yeah, well, obviously, like, when it happened, um, for me, the most important thing was surrounding myself by friends and family. So yeah. I flew back the day we we released the article. I flew back to Montreal to stay with friends and family for a month. And I just needed time to just be in my pajamas and, yeah. and grieve and grieve the loss. And, you know, we were still in contact with each other. So that was nice whenever I was, like, really at a low or if he was at, you know, mm-hmm. it was nice to just have that communication but still knowing that we made the right choice. Um, and then naturally, like, you just wake up and you're like, okay, I feel lighter today. And yeah. you start feeling better. And I say it's kind of like the flu. I keep saying this. It might be a weird analogy. <laughs> but when the flu hits you, you feel like de- you feel like crap. Yeah. And you feel like you can't get out of bed and like, holy shit, like, it's, it's just brutal. And then as the week goes on, you start feeling better out of nowhere. Like, oh, I don't know, I'm waking up and I'm feeling better. Yeah. Same thing like a breakup. It's like, boom, it hits you like a ton of bricks. And then eventually it starts, it starts to feel better. Mm -hmm. Um, and for me, it was just doing things that made me happy and, you know, surrounding myself with supportive friends and family. And, uh, I took a really long time to go Mm -hmm. on a date, like really long time Mm -hmm. just because I wasn't, I don't believe in rebounds, Mm -hmm. uh, necessarily just because, um, well, you're I, also like once you're with someone, you're like full in. Like you don't, yeah, exactly. you don't mess around. <laughs> yeah. So I guess that's why for me, it's like I don't know how to deal with a rebound because I want to like the person. Yeah. So, so I mean, hey, rebounds. Some people say it's great to have a rebound, and yeah, it works for some people. Yeah, yeah. Which I mean, hey, you got to do what you got to do to mm-hmm. to help the process. But it's been, um, I mean, it's been nice. I, I'm single. I'm not dating anyone, um, and like not anywhere near like talking to anyone right now. I'm just having a really good time focusing on myself. And I feel like after every major breakup, it's important to rediscover yourself again mm-hmm. and just learn how to be happy by yourself and with especially your own company. after a public breakup, especially one that formed on a, on a TV show because your life changes a lot. Yeah. Um, so I absolutely agree with you. I think taking that time to like, just be with yourself and rediscover and explore, you know, all the ways that you've changed throughout the relationship and the things that you've learned from the relationship and taking time to really reflect on those and let those sit in before really getting into something else can be 
I think, a really positive thing to do for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And how are you doing, my love? I am hanging on in there. Yeah. Hanging in there. It's not Um, easy. Yeah. I think, you know, I, we, we both definitely stand by our decision and it still is a hard decision. And I think, you know, we definitely put in all the effort that we could into the relationship and, um, you know, it's, it's sad and unfortunate that, that things weren't different. Um, but I know at least for me feeling confident in the, in the decision is just really knowing that like we tried absolutely everything we could, Mm -hmm. you know, that I, I put, everything I could into the relationship to a point where I felt like I was starting to lose myself in it almost. And that was kind of like a sign of like, we can't keep doing this kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I think we definitely have discussed like wanting to keep specifics of why and all that stuff private um, and having that boundary for ourselves because sometimes it just gets too complicated when you have too many voices and too many opinions coming at you um, without kind of the whole picture. Um, but you know, I think it, for both of us, we've discussed it and, you know, it it definitely kind of feels a bit relieving, um, you know, and I think we're both rediscovering ourselves in a different way now. And for me, you know, being in Seattle with friends and family, like so important being with my, being with my Lily girl and, um, a little pussycat. Yeah. She's my favorite. (laughs) Um, and now she's walking over here. She's like, you talking about me? Yeah, um, Lily. <laughs> but yeah, I mean this like, you know, starting a different chapter of your life, I think can be really, really scary, but yep. it's also really empowering. I mean, I have never lived somewhere and it's just been mine. Um, and this Same. is the first time. Yeah. Girl, me too. Yes. Ah! <laughs> That's yeah, why I'm so excited. I got my bed today and I'm like, oh my God, it's my bed, like my room. I get to decorate the house the way I want to decorate it. I'm so excited. Yeah. I mean, every, you know, lived with family, then lived in the dorms and then lived with boyfriends. Exes, and, yeah. and yeah, I'm like, this is the first place that is a hundred percent all me, found it all on my own, didn't consider anyone else in this and like mm-hmm. furnishing oh, it all myself. So good. It's just, it's just all me. And I think it, it does allow for a different kind of like feeling grounded and feeling centered and feeling empowered mm-hmm. through the breakup. And just like, you know, it's just, it's just me and Lil. And yep. it, it doesn't even feel like a sad thing. It's like, oh, it's just me and my cat. It's like, it's me and my cat. Yeah. Well, it's also because you, <laughs> you feel comfortable in the decision that you made. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think yeah. it's easy. Like this is a, I think really important piece of breakups that, uh, we've somewhat touched on, but I want to really emphasize here that like, there's a whole process of doubt. Even if you, uh-huh. if you logically know it's the best decision, like, oh my God, there yeah. was so much for me of like, you know, just second guessing and doubting things and being like, I don't know, is this the right decision? Like, is, you know, are we going to regret this? And I think you really just have to stick with, with your gut on these kinds of decisions and letting those waves kind of come and go. And we, Kit and I have talked about Untethered Soul on here a lot. It's an amazing book. Um, It is. And one of the things is like remembering that you're the observer of your thoughts and feelings, that you are not your thoughts and feelings. Um, And that you're the observer of your mm -hmm. thoughts and feelings and you are not your thoughts and feelings. Okay. And so with that, that. you, you let that go. So like, if you start feeling like, oh, I need to text him, I need to text him. Like, and granted, I'm going to preface this with like, this is hard as shit to do. This is very, very hard. And it, yep. it takes a lot of self-control and it takes a lot of practice. And it's okay if you don't get it right the first time or every time. But when those thoughts come up of like, oh, I miss him. I want to text him. I want to text him. Like, let that feeling flow. Let it let uh-huh. it ride out because- uh-huh. Don't will, be impulsive. Yes. It will go away. Mm, and just I need say to, to yourself- I need to learn the hard way. Yep. Mm-hmm, just say to yourself, I recognize that I miss him right now. I recognize that I want to reach out. I, so being aware of your like being mm-hmm. aware of your emotions and where they're coming from. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you if you just let that feeling ride out and you just say, "Okay, yeah, I see I see that that's what you're feeling." Um I'm aware that like that's how I'm feeling right now. But also remembering that like 
Give that, you know, five minutes, sit, sit on that for 10, maybe 15 and, and then something else will come up and, and it all comes in waves, especially in the midst of the breakup. Like there, there are going to be so many things that come at you where you're doubting things and you're second guessing. But once you, once you've already came to that decision, I think it's important to, to stick by it because you have to remember mm-hmm. that, that all those other things really are just waves of emotion. Yeah. Well, that's all the leftover, like, it's it's one of those stages too. Like if you're, and that's why I say when you're trying to bargain or trying to mm-hmm. get a response out of someone, even if you miss them, and my friends always say like, message me, you know, like text me in case like yeah. there's something that you want to talk about or, you know, we'll talk about it with your friends instead of like getting back into mm-hmm. that, you know, vicious cycle of like, you've gone, it's kind of like a diet, you know, you're, you've worked so hard to get to the place that you've gone and like, you're like eating well and you're working out. So what's the point of like taking two steps back? And it's the same thing well, too. So. And diets are designed to fail. So like, it's more of like a lifestyle change. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's how I think you get actual results. And that's how you like find actual connection within yourself, you know? Yeah. <sighs> oh, <laughs> There you are. <laughs> this, is, this is my first time doing a FaceTime pod recording. Oh, is it? And yeah. How do you usually do it? Usually it's just audio. Oh. Yeah. Well, look at us. We but, get to speak and yeah, look at each other. Yeah, I have you like propped up here and my phone's falling all over the place, but that's okay. It's nice to be able to see your face. Yeah, no, it's 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 nice to, like, to see the energy and try mm-hmm. to feel it. So do you... <laughs> I see you. I'm, I'm just gonna hold it. I don't know why I'm not yeah, just holding it. Yeah, I'm holding. I'm holding my phone. Hold it, so yeah. you don't see me. Like, oh no, you see my. Uh, it's just an old. It's a bralette. It's a bralette. It's just an old one, though. Um, yeah. But it, it does. You know, it's padded. It's nice. Well, it we are gonna job. take like a screenshot of oh, yeah, of yeah, our yeah. FaceTime. So if, if, if you want to put something was, different on, you no, can. Because people but, are gonna be like, "What bra? Maybe I'll wear my robe. I'll wear my robe." <laughs> but do you feel better speaking about? The process of breakups and um, having, I do, and and it's, um, it's definitely still soon, uh, yeah. And you know, obviously, I have more in depth conversations with friends and family that aren't mm-hmm. necessarily public, but I did want to address it because you guys are asking questions, and I and I don't. Um, I don't want to avoid the elephant in the room necessarily, but also like hopefully respect my boundaries and my, and my private process. But, um, I think there is a way that we can talk about these things, even though they're uncomfortable. And for me, I'm such a talker. So like talking with friends, even Mm -hmm. just journaling, like all of that helps with the process so much because when you just sit sometimes, sometimes you're just, you can start ruminating on things and start the doubting and start the bargaining. And like, sometimes you need people in your life to just like check you on that shit. Like, yeah. So I'm going to like reverse this and I'm going to pretend to be a therapist right now. So <laughs> what do you feel you need to work on? Gone, Having gone through this breakup, it's a very new breakup. What do you feel like you need to work on in order to move past this um, relationship and to be in a happy place? Um, a lot. Uh, Does the therapist ask that stuff? Sure. That's a wonderful question. Okay. It's a wonderful question. Um, I think there's a lot of things that the relationship has taught me. And I think, you know, I'll open up and and share more of those as as I reflect on them. Um, And without touching on too much detail of things, um, I definitely feel like I need... And this also kind of comes from the show, honestly. Like moving past the relationship, part of that is moving past the show. Yeah. And how that's yeah. impacted me. Um, the show really made me feel like I didn't have a voice and like I was this mm-hmm. really small person. And mm-hmm. I feel like in some ways I also uh, showed up that way in the relationship where I didn't feel like I spoke up for myself or, you know, I didn't um, stand up for, for where I was at. Um, and I think working on my only child syndrome, like mm-hmm. wanting things done the way that I want them done. And and I I reflect on how that has showed up 
in our relationship. However, I, I struggle to see that sometimes. But mm-hmm. I know, you know, we had a conversation of like what our kind of red flags were each other with each other were things that we wanted each other to work on and um, focus on. And that was one of them uh, from him. And so that's something I know I, I'm working on. And, and again, mm-hmm. like in different relationships, it works differently. Like in the past, like that might not have been an issue, but in this relationship, it could have been an issue. And so trying to figure out like what it was about the dynamics of the two of us that, you know, allowed that part to be an issue. Um, I think, I I think the biggest thing is, is allowing space to, to grieve it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause it's, 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 there's levels of, of grief, not just the private stuff, but, but the dealing with the public part of it as well. And, um, I like to think See, I have thick skin, but you no, go on a reality girl. TV show and <laughs> it's, yo, same. Yeah. It's, it's not easy. Um, mm. but I think at the same time, it's allowed me to just be like, you know what, this is me. This is who I am. I'm not, it's, mm-hmm. You know, at the beginning, it was it was hard to have to deal with all that. Of course, like there's like maybe a million nice comments, and that one comment, that one mean comment, will stick by you, and you're like, oh my mm-hmm. god, why am I allowing it yeah. to affect my day or affect my mood? And it's like, yeah, it's mm-hmm. we're human, so things yeah. hurt us. And mm-hmm. um, I think yeah, I'm but, thinking about your question too. I think you know earlier I mentioned like your gut. And I think that's mm-hmm. one thing, oh. especially from the show the first time around and Paradise and the relationship as a whole, like I, I, I silenced my gut and like mm-hmm. I didn't speak up for myself when I wanted to. I didn't feel like I had the strength or like the power to like own my shit and like speak my truth. And, yeah. and again, there's so many layers to that. That mm-hmm. are like it, it. It's a lot to unpack. Um, yeah, it's a lot to unpack and explain if someone didn't go through that same process. And even if like we mm-hmm. were on the same TV show, we had different experiences. Mm-hmm. But on some level, we can still understand yeah. the struggles and mm-hmm. and what we've both gone through. You yeah. know, and you know more of like the ins and out and details of like the relationship and the dynamics of that. And I think like. just trusting your gut on things like allowing. And and I think like the intuition there too, like that's something I'm working on of like just letting things be and and listening to yourself. Yeah. And listen, I going into some relationships, my gut was telling me like, no, 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 no. But I'm like, Oh, like, let me just go against what my gut was telling me. Yeah. Right. Like why do we do that? Yeah. I don't know why we do it. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, I'm happy with every relationship I've been in and you know, every heartbreak that I've had, it's taught me so many lessons and it's, I've become this person. And I keep saying Mm -hmm. this, like between the age of like 25 to now almost 31, I feel like I've lived nine different lives. Yeah. Just in the last like two years, I feel like I've lived so many. Yeah, it's been incredible. And um, one thing that I'm trying to get better at is when if if I'm having a bad day, I'm having a bad day. Mm -hmm. Like it's not a fun day for me or for anyone around me. So I'm trying to get better at being like, okay, compartmentalize things Mm -hmm. and put my emotions in different boxes and, you know, check, you know, figure out how I'm feeling um, and why is why I'm feeling that way and not let it affect the rest of my day. Cause then it's like one whole freaking day ruined because mm-hmm. of, you know, the way I'm feeling or yeah. something that happened or something that I read or whatever. I want to ask you the same question that, that you asked me. What, yeah. what are things that you feel like you've taken away from your past relationship with Nick that you've like reflected on over the last almost year? Um, I think one, um, learning how to be less impulsive with things. Hmm. Um, so whether that's in relationships or like, I'm a very patient person with a lot of things, Mm -hmm. 
But when it, I don't know, it's weird when it comes to like making decisions that I know is making me uncomfortable, I want to make a decision quick so I can yeah. let go of that. Because you want to get out of that discomfort. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So like that. Got to lean um, into that. Yeah, exactly. So I know I really want to work on that. Um, I want to work also on um, focusing more on the positive things in a relationship mm-hmm. instead of... Um, nitpicking at things that, you know, may yeah. not be going right in a relationship. And then it just becomes like a, it becomes a very negative space mm-hmm. in between, between the part, you know, both yeah. parties. Um, I agree. So that's something else that I'm trying to work on, but yeah, it's mostly like the unknown. I'm, I'm someone who likes having control mm-hmm. in terms of knowing where life is taking me. I wake up, like I have an agenda, you know, I write everything down. Oh, I know, girl. I know. So um, I uh, went to therapy after the breakup and that was like one of the things too. She's like, Mm -hmm. you got to just learn how to um, have room for areas of gray. Mm -hmm. Life is not black and white. Yep. And I'm really trying hard to get better at that. Yeah, I know. I I definitely see that with you, even in, you know, in in the dating world now of like wanting things to be very black or white. And I'm like, what is that? Yeah, there's, (laughs) it's not that simple. You got to allow for some gray area. (laughs) So anyone listening, I was with Taylor once and I was like, I got to write this thing to this person. And she's like, no, don't write it. And I'm like, I'm writing it. I'm sending it. And it didn't turn out well. So yeah, don't be impulsive. (laughs) But... (laughs) With that, I think, again, that comes kind of full circle here. It's what we were talking about at the beginning of the episode about letting things flow and like understanding that that we're not going to know everything and that Mm -hmm. we're not going to have a clear direction and and we might not be 100% confident in a decision. Maybe we're like 80 or 90% confident, um, Mm -hmm. but of like being okay with where things are going to go. And like, Mm -hmm. I know, I mean, I, I think I've, I feel comfortable sharing this. Um, you know, there was there were several times where we thought the relationship was going to end and, you know, he was definitely, you know, kind of ready and I wasn't necessarily ready and I, and I would fight it and I would try to say, you know, we can work on this and we can work on this. And um, at a certain point, then it's like, this is coming right now. I'm in it. I need to let it flow. I need to go with it. This is where it's going. I need to let it go there. And Uh even with that, I think comes a certain level of consent. And that again goes to like what I'm working on with, um, with, with control, how we've talked about. And like we did an episode on consent uh, a few episodes ago and consent expands just from the sexuality piece. I mean, from someone saying, you know, I don't want you to call me to respecting that boundary. That's a consent to saying, I don't want to come visit, you know, that's a consent that's saying, okay, you don't Mm want to come. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and really respecting that person's that that's where they're at and, and letting that just be, even if, if you don't want it to be that way, even if you think it should be a different way, um, you know, letting go of that control over what and how someone else is going to deal with a breakup or with a relationship or with whatever, um, you know, you only have control over how, how you respond and and what you say. And um, I think it's really important to take that time, how we've said to reflect on the pieces that you brought to the relationship and you can only hope that your partner's doing the same. Yeah. Yeah. And another book that I absolutely love I'm sure you've you've read this, Mm -hmm, The Four Agreements. And The Four Agreements, be impeccable with your word. Don't take anything personally. Don't make assumptions, which is hard sometimes Mm -hmm. to not do and to always do your best. So that's, um, it's a great book. And it's not not a big book to read anyway. It's um, Mm -hmm. a few hundred pages, like 136 pages or something. I love Mm -hmm. this book. Yeah. No, it's a good one. Um, Yeah. Well, I'm so glad we did this. What do you need? (laughs) I was going to say, well, I think I need some uh, self-care time now to process the other pieces of this as we've kind of opened the box a little bit on on reflecting on it. You know what? Some people take baths. I'm not a big Mm -hmm. bath person. I'd rather go outside and like just, or I like window shopping, being in a mall and being surrounded by people Mm -hmm. and 
just being in my own space, but knowing that there's people around me, that's yeah. my kind of like, it's, it's a weird thing, but that's yeah. like one thing that I like to do when I know I'm getting anxious about something or I need to just be out and not be thinking. Yeah. Or and, overthinking. And yeah. Ugh, I'm uh, an overthinker. Same, <laughs> yeah. same, same, same. Get so in my yep. head. That's where I'm like, okay, I need to talk about it. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think even, you know, sometimes that's, that's hard. Like uh, there's so many other things I have to do today. I have to go, you know, I'm recording with Olivia literally mm-hmm. like 30 minutes after this to mm-hmm. uh, be on her pod and uh, probably talking about breakup stuff again. Um, so, and then other things like just logis- logistical work things I need to get done throughout the day and um, taking the time and saying to yourself, you know, you need to give yourself like 15 minutes to like. Yeah. Listen, I just, I did a story a couple of days ago about having a little bit of anxiety and just not knowing where it was coming from and not being able to control it. Mm-hmm. And I took like a couple of days to myself and I just didn't want to have to deal with the pressures of like just being in meetings and having to call yeah. people and the emails and, and just, there's a lot that I just didn't have a lot of simple things. I didn't have the mental capacity to do at that mm-hmm. point. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to feel bad about having time yeah. to myself. And now I feel great because I allowed myself to just take a breath mm-hmm. and pause. Breathing so important. I know. I want to start meditating so badly. You should. I know. I just, well, now well, that okay, I found do a you place, remember? That, do you remember yeah. when we my were phone in- My might die, by the way. Okay. Super quick. Okay. Do you yeah. remember when I was visiting you in LA and we were in the apartment, things weren't going so well. And I had to do the meditation app. Oh my God, yes. (laughs) I couldn't stop laughing at first. I'm like, this is so uncomfortable. And I kept peeking and I kept looking at you and you're like, totally into it. I'm like, okay, I can be into this too. I'm like, I felt the stress in my feet. And then like, we discussed it after. It was amazing. That's the, what app was that? Uh, That's the Headspace app. Yeah. 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 Highly recommend that for like Um, meditating. Beginners or, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I also have Breathe now. Okay, I haven't tried that it's one. It's another app, and they have like really cool, soothing music for like if you re- want to relax, if you need to concentrate on work hmm. and stuff. It's, okay. um, yeah, there's so many things on your phone that you can get, so many apps. You just got to be um, proactive and, and do, it. do it. And yeah, yeah, that's so what I'm You can now, also set alarms and reminders on your phone through the app to be like, okay, yeah. time to meditate. Yeah, yeah. No, I definitely want to get back into that because now I'm back home and. It's been hectic with like the move and everything. And now I have like my own little community. Remember when like you're in LA and you're like, I can't wait for you to have your own little community of friends. Mm -hmm. Now I'm back home and I have like, again, another community of just like uh, an area that I've always wanted to live in. And uh, same. Yeah, I know. (laughs) So many freaking parallels. So many parallels. And I want to start pottery classes, but I feel like my phone might die. It's at 2%. I want to start pottery classes. I want to go and meditate. I want to take your headphones out. By the way, just okay, to, to, to do a finish up that's not like rush. Okay. You can charge it and take your headphones Are you hear me now? Okay. Yeah. I don't know where my charger is, but um, I'm putting my bathrobe on. So we take mm-hmm. this picture and I'm not half naked. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I think that's amazing that you're doing pottery class stuff. You're doing things to take care of yourself. Um, we need to do a trip soon, both yeah. Seattle and Montreal, because summer is a good time to do both of those. So Absolutely. We'll, we'll work it out. Um, we'll take this selfie here and, uh, yeah, yeah you guys can see what, what we looks like in our, in my first FaceTime recording. Yay. And it's with me. Okay. Hold on. Okay. One, two, three. Did you do it or was I doing it? I did it. Okay. I think I did it. Yeah. I did it. And I'll send it to you. I'll post it. Awesome. Um, Um, It was so great talking to you about this openly. mm -hmm. Everyone listening. Thank you for listening to our story. Joining our conversation. You have a pod that people can go listen to. Yes. So I'm with Jared and Dean on Help I Suck at Dating. So it's all dating related topics. We have therapists and psychologists and um, uh, matchmakers and psychics. We have a bunch of cool um people that come in and and talk to us about love and all that stuff so Mm -hmm. it's really interesting um and usually we put like a swipe up feature on uh, a post or a picture that we post on Mm -hmm. on instagram yeah so called help i suck at dating with um is you can find us on the iheart media app yeah 
So yeah. check her out there um, for more fun dating stuff. Uh, and thank Thanks, you bud. so much for chatting with me. Aww. I love you and I miss you. I love you. I'll call you later. Yes. Sounds good. <laughs> this conversation ain't over. No, love it's you not. so much. Love you. <laughs> Bye. Bye. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode today on breakups and for being supportive and, you know, respecting privacy and and boundaries with public relationships. It can be really, really difficult for the people in them. Um, So appreciate you listening and um, being a part of this with all of us and and me. Um, I absolutely love reading your guys' reviews on iTunes. Um, Really appreciate the support that you guys give there. Um, So if you haven't yet, please head over there to leave a rating or a review and send emails with uh, topic suggestions or questions that you have and would like answered on the show. You can send those to ask.letstalk about it at gmail.com and you can also find us on instagram at uh, let's talk about it underscore podcast all right that does it for the day uh thank you guys so much and um look forward to talking to you next time this podcast is brought to you by wave podcast network Check out all of our shows, including the Brain Candy Podcast, I Don't Get It, Babes and Babies, Coffee Convos, and Let's Talk About It. When you download the Kroger app, you have easy access to savings every day. Shop weekly sales and get personalized coupons to get the most value out of every trip, every time, whether you shop in-store or online. Download the Kroger app now to save big. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Must have a digital account to redeem offers. Restrictions may apply. See site for details. Save big on your favorites with the buy five or more, save a dollar each sale. Simply buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with your card. Kroger, fresh for everyone. 